0: hello, hello friends, and welcome back to the Pleasure Priority Podcast. Today we have a special guest joining us. Crystal Morgan, the self-confidence coach, um, reached out to me a couple weeks ago, and this is why I love the internet, y'all, and I love Black people, but we had never met each other before. (laughs) We've never um, communicated. We hadn't crossed paths, which is like Looking back, it's like, how? Um, but so glad she did. We got to talking, hit it off, found out that we sing the same language, we have the same sauce and a similar song in our heart. And um, so, this podcast today is all about um, bringing that to you guys, bringing it together. And um, I'd love for Crystal to tell a little bit more about herself before we get started. Yeah, thanks, Amber. I'm so
1: happy to be here. So excited to have a conversation with you. And yeah, like you said, I'm a certified self-confidence coach and I am the coach for women who want to finally feel like they're good enough. Mm -hmm. I love having the conversation with women about really getting to a place where they can trust themselves, where they're just putting aside all of the bullshit and actually going for what it is that they want Mm -hmm. and just enjoying life in such a full presence, meaning like they're so attentive to where they are and who they are in the moment that they get to actually enjoy it. And a lot of that has been my work because I spent so many years on the opposite side of that. (laughs) So I love, I love helping women with that, finding their voice and just really helping them be who they want to be so they can have extraordinary lives. Yeah.
0: Yes, yes, I'm excited. So let's yeah. dive right in. Let's um, do it. <laughs> so you said you spent um, a lot of time on the other side of that coin of um, having confidence in yourself and trusting yourself. What would you say were some major steps into leading you to um, not only like seeing and realizing that there was a gap there and it could be different, but mm-hmm. actually bridging that gap and creating that self trust and confidence for yourself.
1: Yeah, I mean, I had a long journey of that, to be honest with you. I mean, I came from a background of, I mean, I grew up in a very loving home, but I did have young experiences of sexual abuse and molestation and different things like that in my childhood. So I automatically had this story in my mind of that I was this broken person who needed to be fixed who was uniquely damaged in some kind of way? So I was always trying to make sure that I didn't do anything wrong, and that put a lot of pressure on mm-hmm. me. I mean, I looked amazing on the outside; like no one would ever know that. But because of that, I was constantly exhausted chasing after after success and whatever that looked like. And you know, in the general, um, you know, cultural world, working for corporate America, blah 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 all that fun stuff until I found myself in a position where I realized most of the stuff I was doing, I didn't really want to do. I just, just what I thought I needed to do to survive. You know, I needed to make sure that I belong somewhere. I needed to make sure that people liked me. Otherwise I'd be completely abandoned. So, um, that left me constantly trying to just be somebody who I really honestly couldn't even keep up with. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, I just hit this point. I remember in my early twenties where, the exhaustion was just too much I found myself into depression and things like that so that was my world and it wasn't until I think I had a a moment where I finally said I actually can't physically like I physically can't do this anymore Mm. like I'm not gonna make it I'm like killing myself and so then I kind of just said all right what do I what do I need to do (laughs) And I think it was just really having that moment of I'm willing to live, but I'm not willing to live like this, that finally put me on a path of first realizing that I didn't need to pretend and run this rat race and act like I was somebody that I wasn't. And when I got to that place that finally pushed all of that aside. So then I could take like that deep breath and be like, okay, so I'm going to stop. Acting like I have all my shit together because I don't. I'm actually going to lean on some other people. And when I was able to do that, my thought, and this is what a lot of people think on the end, like maybe why they rest in insecurity is my thought that was the moment that my imperfection took the lead is that I was going to die. It's like, that doesn't work. (laughs) You can't do that. (laughs) Right. And so I was, you know, but that's not what happened. That's not what happened when I let my imperfection kind of out there and I got bold enough to allow other people to see it, I found that there was more relatability and connection with the world around me and with myself because I could finally say, oh, like being imperfect and not running around and hustling all the time is actually really not a problem. And then that gave me another step towards building confidence to a place where I could say, here I am world, this is me, I'm not going to apologize for it and learn how to love all parts of me and the decisions that I make and the way that I do things. So I could just walk around as the most confident version of myself, you know, as I go in my life.
0: Yes. I love it. Love it. (laughs) I resonate with so many parts of your story and I'm sure a lot of listeners do as well, Mm -hmm. but, um, kind of what you were saying on the tail end of that, uh, is letting your imperfections lead and, um, being okay with that and not trying to micromanage and control other people's opinions of you and all yeah. the things. Yeah, um, But just in like language is really big for me. And just in that process of um, becoming your confident and authentic self, would you still classify it as leading with imperfections?
1: That's interesting that you asked that. In my personal opinion, I don't know, I don't like in my, for myself, I don't think of it specifically as imperfections. I Mm -hmm. use that word because I know that it's a word that people identify with. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh yes, I see this as an imperfection because so many of us are scared that there's parts of us that, like I was saying before and parts of my story that just seem uniquely damaged.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Now, like for my own personal life, as I don't think of it like that, I think of it as like, these are just all parts of me. Mm-hmm. And these are pieces that sometimes fit into the cultural bubble and sometimes they don't, but they always fit in to my world. Cause I think what most people think of is if you have like, you know, this circle or bubble and with inside of it, these are all these little different pieces and parts of you. And some of them we think of as being worthy to be shown, worthy mm-hmm. to be seen and heard and other parts we think are a problem. And we're like, we don't like these pieces. They should not be seen. They should not be heard. And so those are the pieces we push off to the side, not just, you know, from other people, but from ourselves. Mm-hmm. We kind of just go like, these are the pieces that I don't like about myself and I'm going to toss them over here because they're not really a part of, they, they shouldn't be a part of the whole thing. And so, you know, yes, you can look at it as quote unquote imperfections, but really what it is, is it's just parts of you. Like, it's just parts of you. It's just your humanity. (laughs) Like, (laughs) hello, welcome to the world. You know, I have, you know, moments where like, huh, that's a really interesting reaction that I have, but it most likely is a reaction just out of fear. Great. Welcome to humanity. Like all of that Mm -hmm. is, is pieces in there. So it's a really good question that you asked. It's, it's a word I use because I think it's so common and I think it's relatable, but really what it is, is we all are human and we all just have experiences and we have our reactions to those. And none of those need to have judgment or shame as a reaction, only curiosity and unconditional love.
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. And I'm glad we're talking about this just because in my own kind of language to myself like granted that's Mm -hmm. one of my biggest testimonies but like it's a word that I don't even use anymore yeah (laughs) like in myself either describing myself or anybody else is just like um uniqueness or qualities or this Mm -hmm. thing or whatever and I think it's so important to to touch on, harp on, or whatever's happening here. Um, But (laughs) basically, (laughs) um, you've said it on your podcast, I've said it on mine as well, but perfectionism does not exist. um, Right. Even though we think it does. And Mm. even though we strive for it, but when we're striving for perfection, we're striving for what we think that is and what we think that looks like which is already tainted with our own biases and beliefs. Mm -hmm. Um, So same, same for imperfections. Uh, Mm -hmm. So when we look at, oh my, like maybe talking about appearance, my lips look like this, or my nose looks like this, or my hips look like this, and that's a bad thing. Or um, my hair is curly and I'm this tall and my skin uh, has, extra melanin and like all these different things that, um, we've been taught to see as imperfections or maybe anything else, maybe things aren't like I have glasses or contacts, or Mm -hmm. I have a neurodivergent brain or, uh, you know, literally whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, when we look at them as imperfections, we are coloring it through the lens of usually a very Eurocentric view. Mm -hmm. And, because we don't match that very specific mainstream idea of what things should be, then we label anything outside of it as imperfection. When in reality, it's just a different lens. And um, I think I wanted to spend so much time on this because even when we see ourselves having imperfections even when we look at ourselves and look at somebody else and wish that things were different that's still a trick of the blank of the brain it's still the idea that the grass is greener on the other side and what you have isn't good enough when in reality we all have what we have for a reason it's ours And we can own it and we can love it. Like you said, the unconditional love, the unconditional um, compassion, kindness, and just (laughs) self-upliftingness just to be (laughs) everything that we are and see it as us instead of outside the norm.
1: Yeah. And I'm so happy that you, you shed that light on it because it's one of the biggest conversations that I have. With my clients and with women all the time and it's really helping them to see that all of these little pieces of you are not really a problem mm-hmm. and it really is just your your thought about it being a problem mm-hmm. and you're right that word you know imperfect paints the picture of like that it is this piece of you that shouldn't be there and it, it is it is really because i even for myself i'm always having these constant conversations internally about how can I love myself even deeper? Like Mm -hmm. what parts of me do I think are not acceptable by my own standards today that Mm -hmm. I can have a conversation with and go, hey, like what's happening in there that you think this is wrong or this is a problem. And I think if we, I just, I wish, and I, I want women to just get that message deep down in their souls so much more because it's like, if you imagine a world where we have women who are walking around who don't see any aspect of themselves as a problem, right? I mean, what kind of world is with that? I mean, that would just be absolutely amazing and how much more love and how much more um, just in general, like what kind of culture and community that would provide yeah. amongst women and black women, to be able especially. to, see our, especially Black women, to see ourselves in a way where it's like, this isn't a problem
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> at all. I love it. I literally have chills right now. Like that's my <laughs> dream too. Um, yeah. <laughs> my heart is singing. Um, <laughs> <but laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wanted to, um, well, I wanted you to talk to uh, one of the concepts that you mentioned on your podcast and tell everybody the name of that again. Yes. Confidence looks good on you, girl yes, confidence looks good on you, girl, with Crystal Morgan, and um, one of the concepts that seemed like a reoccurring theme as I was listening was that um, when you avoid things, when you avoid doing what you're what you actually want to do, you're avoiding opportunities to increase your confidence. Can you speak to that a little more?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because one of the, I think, of course, one of the most general questions that I get asked about is like, okay, like, I want to go do this thing, right? I want to set more boundaries with my mother Mm because she, you know, getting way too involved in my life. I want (laughs) to get out of this toxic relationship because I don't want to be in anymore, right? So there's always this thing that you want to do, and then you're waiting for the confidence to kick in to do it. And in the process, you're avoiding something in there before you move forward. And what I like to really explain to you know my clients and anybody who's asking me that question is that you have to remember that Confidence, yes, can be a feeling, but more than anything, I like to think of it as like a mindset mm-hmm. In the overall sense of you want to have a collection of thoughts that are really helping you to confront the real thing that needs to be confronted. And before you even take any of the actions of putting boundaries together with your mother, there's confronting the discomfort that you're really trying to avoid, I don't want to tell my mother this because I'm afraid she's going to think I'm this horrible person or she's not going to love me or she's not going to whatever. And so confidence isn't on the, just on the other side of you solely saying, Hey mom, I want you to back off. Confidence is, you know, first getting vulnerable enough with yourself and saying, Hey, like this might be a painful experience and exploring. Why does this feel like this is going to be painful and what's actually painful about it for me? And so that you can have a relationship with the discomfort that you might feel and how your mom's going to perceive that conversation, how you're going to perceive that conversation. And the confidence comes in knowing that you can face that discomfort and have your own back going, yep, I'm probably going to feel uncomfortable, but you know what? This is for me. And I'm going to be selfish for a second here and get my needs met. That way, the relationship that I want with my mom can actually be something that's tangible for me at some point in time. Like, that's the sequence of events. So, I know everybody wants to go straight to like, let's, I want to do these courageous things. It's like, but, but courage is always in the face of, I'm going to confront the actual emotion that I've been trying to yes. avoid <laughs> for whatever reason and not judge yourself for it. I always tell people their judgment is never an appropriate response to mm-hmm. your own feelings so whatever you're feeling you don't have to judge don't spend energy judging yourself for it. just be curious about the discomfort that's there and that's the piece that you really need to face and then that's when you find your confidence meaning i've decided that no matter what emotion is about to happen based on what i'm thinking about i'm gonna. Just touch it head on, and that's what allows you to go out into your your world and do all these bold, badass things that you want to be able to do, right?
0: Yes, yes, yeah. um, like snap, 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> and like we are we are speaking the same language because. As you were talking, confidence, I was thinking everything the same. Yes, 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 with pleasure. Um, mm-hmm. So many people, when I tell them I'm a pleasure coach, they think, oh, yeah, it's all fun. Like everything's exciting and da da da. And it's like, no, like actually seeking and finding and prioritizing your own pleasures are work it's difficult. If it was easy, everybody would just be out here happy and joyful and having orgasms all the time. It's like, (laughs) no, it's like, we, we have those blockers. And as you were talking um, with the situation with the mother, that's people pleasing. Mm -hmm. It's, I'm going to put somebody else's feelings above my own. I'm going to put somebody else's reaction or comfortability or whatever above my own. And mm-hmm. really seeking your voice, finding your confidence, finding your pleasure and prioritizing all of those things is like, no, I'm going to put me first, no yeah. matter how uncomfortable it is, no matter how yeah. other people may react, no matter how I'm fucking scared right now to do this and (laughs) it sucks and it's weird and it's awkward and all those things and feelings that come up in you facing of like, okay, this is what I actually want to do. This is what I actually want to say, or this is what I don't want to do or don't want to say. And I'm not going to do it to appease anybody else. Right. Is seeking your own pleasure is how you develop your own confidence and just that practice over and over again is how you build that self concept and as you were saying that confident mindset because it is that like i got to put me first <laughs>
1: it is it really is and it's like it's i know the natural instinct is you think you want the confidence to actually take the the action it's like yes. that's what people are thinking it's mm-hmm. like no what you want the confidence to do is to face yourself before you take the action Yes. it's really what it is at the end of the day and that's the most vital thing and that's yes where you're gonna find that pleasure because mm-hmm. before you even take that action to talk to your mom you're gonna be feeling yourself and be like you know what I deserve to have some peace or I deserve to whatever it is you're trying to remove her from mm-hmm. I deserve to have that be my own space yes and the pleasure of knowing like hey like that's a turn on for yourself. You're like, yes, mm-hmm. like I'm a badass and I'm actually doing what I need to do. Yeah. And then the rest is just semantics.
0: Yes. And it's like, it's the confidence to do it and keep doing it. And also the yeah. confidence in yourself too, as you were saying earlier, like not be an asshole to yourself and mm-hmm. not beat yourself up, like no matter how it goes. So say you have that situation with your mom and you hold your boundary or you say the thing or you do that thing. And then next time you don't.
1: That doesn't
0: mm-hmm. negate what you did the first time. It doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't mean that you're not making progress. It doesn't mean anything, except you didn't say the thing in this particular moment. And mm-hmm. you know that and have your own back and not make it mean something bad about you. Again, because you have that confidence, you are still seeking ultimately what you want and just yeah. knowing that like, hey, like, I'm learning, I'm growing, I've been doing things X, Y, Z for however many years, probably my entire lifetime until recently. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's okay that my growth here isn't linear. Like it's gonna go a couple steps forward, a couple steps back and maybe some sideways or whatever, but it's okay that it's yeah. not linear. Cause even like, what the fuck is that? Then we insert perfectionism again. Um, yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I'm happy you mentioned about the whole linear thing. Cause I believe that live for the longest time, which I'm sure everybody does. I don't know what book that is that we got in school that has this idea that everything's supposed to be like this straight line. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. It's like your, your growth and your pursuit of pleasure, your pursuit of confidence is a journey that can be kind of like a winding road. And it, it, it doesn't look the same for everybody necessarily. And there's going to be different points. And yeah, like you're saying, if you end up messing it up a little bit, maybe you thought you had it down and then something comes back up. It's perfectly fine. But now you found a new way to get to pleasure Mm -hmm. on a route that you maybe haven't done before, you know, a new way to confidence that you haven't, you know, found before. And so I love that you said it's not linear because it's not, and it's not a problem. So it's like, nobody walk away thinking it should be linear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. So on your podcast, you have a couple epico- episodes called the three Ps of insecurity, oh. mm-hmm. perfectionism, performance, and procran- uh, procrastination. Yeah. Can you speak to each of those a little bit?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, what I talk a little bit about is because I have found those are three themes that people use that actually keeps them feeling really insecure about themselves. And they don't, they, they probably are a little more sneaky than people think about. So one of them, yes. So performance. And what I mean by that is in any capacity where you feel that you need to, people please can go underneath there, anything where it feels like I need to make sure that I show up as this particular person that meets my expectations and other people's expectations Mm -hmm. in order for me to then feel great about myself. Mm -hmm. And those are areas where we cut ourselves short Because pretty much like it sounds like whenever you're waiting for someone else to validate who you think you should be or whether you're good enough or whatever it is, then the power is always in their hands and you're going to be waiting possibly a long damn time before you actually feel good about yourself. And then that may not even hold as long as you want it to because people change their mind and they're fickle. And they don't always give you the cues that you want. So I always say completely dump the, the performance aspect of it. Quit performing for other people's expectations. And for a second, sit in the consideration of what if I dumped all of that? What if I just dumped that shit to the side? And I thought about even for yourself, like you can, let a, like you can set aside your own uh, expectations of what you think you should be like. And let's just talk about who you are who is the real you and how can you unconditionally love yourself in that space? What if who you are right now is not a problem? And that's the birthplace of really letting go of feeling like everybody's driving your actions and your life and how you feel about yourself. So you can start actually painting your own portrait of what it is that you want to see for yourself. So that's mm-hmm. the perform the performance piece. Then we have perfectionism which we've kind of talked a little bit about already which is really trying to and this is this is the rule that I kind of, nobody said this rule to me, but this was the rule that I just kind of adopted from being in, you know, Western patriarchal society, which is you're not allowed to not know what's going on. You're not allowed to make any mistakes. And if you do, then you're going to die and have a pretty sucky life. Mm-hmm. That was basically the rule I saw. That's the rule that I followed. The problem with that rule, which we've talked about in detail is that It's like you were saying, a completely made up thing, like whatever you think perfection is, is still some made up thing that you have in your mind. And it's not really taking you anywhere. So what if you became the perfect quote unquote specimen? The the, the theory is that we have is that in that perfectionism that we're going to get everything that we want. And it doesn't really work like that either. Maybe Mm -hmm. if I'm perfect, I will never experience the other 50% of humanity and see the sadness and the frustration and the depression. Maybe I'll never have to experience that. So we're constantly trying to protect ourselves from that. Mm -hmm. But the ironic part is that if you set that to the side and you stop trying to do that and you accept all parts of you, like we were talking about and accept all of humanity, then you get to actually experience humanity and face it with Mm -hmm. courage and and learn how to work through it and go through the ebb and flow instead of trying to fight against it and trying to jump over to the other side. When we Mm -hmm. indulge perfectionism over and over again, we tell ourselves that all parts of us, there are parts of us that are not allowed. And when there are parts of us that are not allowed, that's what keeps you in insecurity. It's like, oh, there's these sections that are just like not good enough for everybody. They're not good enough for me. They're not good enough for culture. So guess what? Like, here's this whole piece of me that just needs to be checked out to the side. And then we want to walk out and go be a badass, right? Mm -hmm. And so we're internally in that conversation, we're not dumb. You know, it's like you can't trick yourself into that those pieces of it. So somewhere in there, you're gonna feel that judgment, that shame of there are pieces of me that won't allow me to quote unquote fully live and be myself because they're a problem, right? Yes. So that's the perfectionism piece. And then the
0: Oh, I, excuse I, me, let think. me just jump in right, real hop, quick. Happen,
1: girl. Happen, girl. Because
0: just these two, um, these two first one of the performance and the perfection is just like I don't want y'all to glance over this or just gloss over this, like black folks, queer folks, other folks, please hear me, please hear Crystal. When we say this, like we are born and bred into this idea that who we are isn't enough. That Mm. making ourselves other than what we are gets us closer to perfection, AKA gets us closer to acceptance um, and further from ostracization and rejection and fear and all the emotions that you were talking about that we don't wanna experience. Mm. And really embracing that we will experience shitty shit (laughs) you will experience fucked up emotions no matter who we are or how close to perfection we try to be it will happen it's a part of life life is 50 50 and shit happens and just accepting that as truth Not saying that you can't create a life that you love, not saying that you can't infuse your life with joy and goodness and all the things that you want. Just saying that even with that, there's still the other side because perfection does not exist in any regard. And I'm sure like, as you were talking, like I was hearing like so many sayings that like I was just always taught, like, act like, you know, act like you've been here before. Like, yep. don't let them see you sweat. Like always show mm. up on time. You ain't, if you ain't early, then you, if if you ain't early, then you late. And if you, yeah. you know, whatever that one was, yeah. I'm always late, but it's <laughs> just, but like so much you got to work twice as hard to get half as much and all these things is just say you always 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 have to do better than you're doing what you're doing isn't good enough even if you think it's good enough you got to do double that and just that constant strive that hustle that grind that it's it's never enough yeah that, that not enoughness just breeds more not enoughness. Like you will never, if that's the game you're playing, you will never get to the finish line. You will never Mm. get to the Holy grail, the promised land, the whatever, because anytime you make a step forward, you move the finish line back. Right. Or you make yourself unable to cross it like oh my shoe was untied gotta start back at the beginning or oh my hair wasn't done or this or that or like you know whatever these lame ass excuses are um for you not being fully perfect you're just you're just preventing yourself from what you ultimately want and then um and with the performance piece of it we've talked about before uh is code switching and changing yourself, hiding yourself, putting some parts of yourself in boxes or whatever, um, just so you can be closer to the accepted norm, aka closer to whiteness um, Mm -hmm. in the different spaces that you're a part of. And again, what that's saying is that Not all of me is allowed here or accepted here. And I need to hide it or pretend that it's not actually a part of me in order to fit in, in order to get X, Y, Z, in order to whatever. And I don't want to negate how that has served us in the past, how that has been an avenue to get success. But at the same time, it's not sustainable, nor does it feel good to not be your full authentic self in all the places that you enter.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Sometimes we make it like such a pattern that we don't even give ourselves the chance Mm -hmm. or other people the chance to show up fully authentically and fully ourselves because we're judging ourselves before we give other people the chance to judge us. So just dropping that idea that we need to be perfect, dropping the idea that we have to perform, dropping the idea that we have to be anything different than who we already are right now can bring so much relief and take off the pressure and invite more truth, more authenticity, more joy, more confidence, more pleasure into your life just by dropping those guards.
1: Yes. It's giving yourself permission to use all of your energy to just be you. Yes. Love yeah. that. Yeah, I love what you said. And it, it it it's so 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 true. So the the last one procrastination mm-hmm. that one is an interesting one that I have found that we don't tend to, to really think about, but I'm throwing this in here to piggyback a bit off of what you were saying too, because I'm not just, when I talk about procrastination, we all, we tend to just think about like a procrastinator on sending an email or a project or, you know, like a, a to-do list and tasks. And yes, that can be associated with that. But there is also the procrastination of delaying, you know, delaying delaying you and who you are by constantly to what you were already saying you know shoving all of these other pieces and other sides of you over in some other dark alley corner room whatever you want to call it and when you do that you delay your own results in life Mm -hmm. because we think that if those pieces of us that we're setting off to the side, if they weren't in the picture, then things would be working out 10 times better for me. Mm. The ironic part is when you take that section of you and you take it from out of the closet and you bring it into the room, now all of your energy is available to you to be able to actually go and do what it is that you wanna do. We Mm -hmm. forget, we think about the energy that we spend trying to look a certain way, act a certain way, fit into the norm, but we forget about the energy that if you, like, if you, like you were saying, if you drop that, like, if you were to drop that, how much energy would you have? Yes. To then actually go Mm -hmm. and pursue pleasure in your life. Like, what if, what if, what if all that energy you were taking, trying to be whatever it is you, you've, been, you've been putting out there in the world, what if all of that got used towards actually just being who you want to be? Mm-hmm. What would change in your life? What would look different? What would you start doing? And what would you stop doing?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I think that there's something to, um, look with everything that you said, pure gold, and, and keeping in mind that the longer that you wait, to, to be you and invite all of these pieces of you into the same room and stop telling them, you know, that they're not good enough and that whatever else kind of, you know, just bullshit that you want to rag on. It's like, when you stop doing that, then you have this opportunity to actually, actually legitimately step forward. Cause I remember, mm-hmm. I remember plenty of years and that was the part that's unspoken that I think I didn't really think about until I got on the other side of the fence where I really literally had no, I had no clue how much energy I was using Mm -hmm. all. Like just trying to, to be this, you know, the black woman that really worked hard and didn't make any mistakes. Mm
0: -hmm. And,
1: um, you know, that made sure even my dreams lined up with what they were supposed to line up with. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, in my family, I was One of the, the first, like my dad never went to college and his, his, uh, parents didn't go to college or anything like that. So it's like the expectation of like, you need you should want to go to college, you know, and then you should want to work for corporate America and stay with them and get your 401k and do, you know, even the, um, the, the stuff that's not directly said, but it's kind of put out there. It's like, if all that energy wasn't used on like trying to formulate the dream that I thought I was supposed to have, and I, mm. you know, stopped all of that and put it to the side, you know, it, it would have invited me. I mean, now, not a big deal. Cause I, I do what I want now, but <laughs> then I think about like, you know, what kind of, um, choices that may have been, you know, a little bit different at that time, had I known then what I, know. and so it's just my encouragement, to anyone that's listening to this, like, and really, especially like tag on to what Amber said as well. It's like, what are you, you know, what are you using your energy on here? Mm-hmm. And Give yourself that permission and that room to stop delaying you so you can stop delaying the pleasure you want, the confidence you want, the life you want, whatever it is that you want. Let's stop putting it on hold and let's give yourself permission to step into it so you can go out there,
0: do what you want. Yes. Yes. And this energy we're talking about, um, maybe said a different way is brain space and, It may Uh not be like actual physical energy. You may sit in there, be sitting there and say, well, I do this, I do this, I have this job and I run this household and I have these many kids and I do blah, blah, like I'm, I'm good. And it's like, it's not just that, like you're doing the things, but you're likely burning yourself out or white knuckling through doing all the things. And this energy we're talking about is just imagine that voice in your head. That's telling you you're not good enough. You can't do that. You shouldn't try that. Why, why would you do that? You did, you did, you fucked it up. You did so bad and da-da-da. And everything's gonna, and you're gonna, you're gonna, you're horrible and you're gonna end up homeless and under a bridge alone. Um and like, yeah, I've had that one. Yes. We <laughs> so many people end up under a bridge alone. Um, but yes, imagine if that voice wasn't there. Or even when it did show up, you're just like, shoot, why don't bother me? Like it was literally just Mm -hmm. that irrelevant or negligent or whatever. That's the energy that we're talking about because so much of your time, your brain space, your effort, and it does take a physical toll is doing things in spite of Mm -hmm. that voice. Mm -hmm. So imagine it as, Instead of the wind at your face pushing you back and you having so much resistance, imagine the wind at your back pushing you forward and you're just flowing effortlessly. That's the energy. Um, and I also wanted to add
1: <laughs> yes, do it.
0: that uh, on the procrastination piece, because I just know there are those special people out there who are saying, oh, well, you know, procrastination is my jam. You know, that's how I get things done. Um, because I used to be one of them. So I'm calling y'all out too. Uh, <laughs> um, but the way your brain works kind of around procrastination is that you um, usually when you're procrastinating on something, you are fearing the outcome, dreading the process. You have like some emotion around doing the thing or the reaction or expectation of the thing once it's done. Hmm. And when we save things for the last minute, what we're really doing isn't you know, getting all of our brain power and working best under a deadline and all the things, mm-hmm. that's not what's actually happening. What's actually happening is your fear of doing the thing eventually gets overshadowed shadowed by your fear of it not being done. So you actually just do it because doing it is better than not doing it. And you just fight yourself the whole way until you get there and usually stress yourself out and have to push back other things and all the things but what's really going on is that you aren't choosing a fear or you are choosing a fear but trying to make it be the easy one so you could get out of the other one but ultimately when you um do what we were doing talking doing what we talked about earlier where you don't um try to avoid doing something out of avoiding feeling bad about having done it (laughs) yeah you 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 actually will do the thing without the fear without the expectation not saying that you shouldn't that you should just you know shit on everything you do or just like not try we're not saying that at all because likely everybody listening to this are those Overachievers and overtriers, and trying to get the A plus, and all the things. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yo, B minus is totally good. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even want to say it's enough because it's likely like still more than enough. Yeah. <laughs> so it's okay to do B minus and put that out. And you don't have to fear not doing the thing 100% quote unquote perfect or correct.
1: Yeah. Nailed it. I don't even have anything to add to that. Like you, you, you covered it. Ooh, you gold.
0: <laughs> <You're> gold. <laughs> yes. Love, love, love. Okay. So and we could likely keep going, but I wanted to ask you if there were any um, final points that you wanted to bring up and make sure the listeners hear.
1: Yeah. I think what I would say overall is, and this is kind of riddled theme throughout the entire thing. But here's my one underlying advice. If you want to pursue confidence, then I think even in your pursuit of pleasure is just get comfortable with the idea of discomfort. It's going to be uncomfortable thinking about, you know, maybe visiting and welcoming a part of yourself that you think is not lovable and really looking at that, right? It's going to be uncomfortable when you finally say, you know, I'm going to, you know, take a, take a step out there and allow other people to see that I'm whatever, you know, it is that I'm queer, that I'm, you know, that, that I have these certain thoughts or opinions about politics or whatever. These Mm -hmm. are the little things that happen in life that we don't, that we want to kind of like hide behind a little bit. And we don't want to put out there. And I would just challenge everyone to, take a moment and just realize that on your journey to finding the most pleasurable aspect of your life, to finding the most confident version of you is gonna be a bit of that discomfort of, is this person going to accept it? Can I accept this, that I actually think this way about whatever's happening out in the world or whatever it is about me that I think is a problem? But I promise you, if you can get acquainted with yourself and always approach with curiosity and unconditional love. If that's always the cushion that's let, that you're landing on whenever you're going out there to be courageous, then pleasure and confidence are always gonna walk into the door, so,
0: yeah. Yes, oh, so good. Yeah. And tell everybody if they wanted to work with you, if they wanted to follow you, if they wanted to just talk to you, how do they do the things?
1: Yes, yes. Um if you can remember my name, then you'll most likely find me in a couple different places. So, uh you can follow me on social media I'm on Facebook and on Instagram at Crystal Morgan Coaching and that's Crystal spelled with a C R Y. So, at Crystal Morgan Coaching, find me on there. I also I mentioned earlier my podcast Confidence Looks Good on You, girl. You can find that on all major platforms where podcasts are played. And then, if you want to work with me, I do work with women one on one. Just visit crystalmorgancoaching.com and schedule a free consultation.
0: Yes. Y'all hit her up. She is incredible. Okay. So, Crystal, it has been so fun talking to you and having you on the podcast. I already know this is going to be a favorite instant classic. (laughs) This was a great conversation. Um, (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, I love having you on and friends. We'll talk next week.